Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice to see you. It's Julius Jane. Make the real life bro conversation. Okay. So we right. so we did it. Okay. Yeah, we can just do the test run just to get our backgrounds and then play it back and see if we like it. Okay. Um, or what adjustments like I said, I think when you do it through the phone, you can talk up to two hours, which is more than enough time. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we need. Yeah. Cause, so, uh, and I pretty much. Not what you about to say. No, because I, I was about to say, especially, uh, especially like if like if, if if we're on the go, or this way don't require a lot of setup. You know, if if one of us is out of town, I think this way is actually very useful, mm-hmm. and. And quick too, so I think yeah, I think doing it from the phone is is a good way to do it. All right, I'm good. All right, everybody, well, welcome to uh, the Real Conversations podcast. Uh, it's your man Carlton here with you tonight. It's brother Julius here. How you doing? Um, How you doing? You know, on this podcast, we just want to simply have conversations. Um, simply be open and honest, and, and, and listen more than anything. Um, we'll cover a variety of topics on anything that we feel like is important to us at the time and and hopefully you'll get something from us and we want to learn from each other you know as well so um, it's just a conversation that's it Um, pretty much tonight um, I guess it's mostly be relationship based kind of just get a general idea of of, of what we consider a relationship is and what it means to be in one and, and what's the point of a relationship, so uh, bearing the first question, uh, brother Julius, what yes, would sir. you say? Uh, what would you characterize or say a relationship means to you as far as dating a woman, courting a woman, or trying to get to know her on an intimate level? Um, well, for me, pretty much to start out, a relationship is like it's huge on honesty and communication, where in order to get to know somebody, you have to be very open and you got to be willing to talk about the, about things that you may not even feel comfortable about talking to somebody, but you have to feel comfortable with talking to your significant other. Um, loyalty and honesty. I feel like in today's climate, it's, a, it's not a lot of honesty. There's a lot of walls built up in secrecy. That's what that that brings what you want to say the lack of trust where a lot of relationships are crumbling because there's no trust there's no foundation with me i i strongly feel like the foundation to a a, a solid relationship is communication and honesty and after that loyalty and then from there you build off love that's my take on honest relationship and from there, you just become more evolved and you keep growing together. And the a big takeaway for me is always keeping God first and always having him in the conversation and having him help y'all build the relationship that y'all really want to build versus you kind of just winging it. You know, I, I, I strongly feel that God should be the centerpiece of every relationship. Absolutely, I agree, hundred ten percent. Being, you know, all those things that you named, would you say that 
that you can start out the relationship with it being one-sided say for instance if you're the one who's you know the one who's showing more commitment or honesty can you work through somebody who doesn't show you that initially whether it be based on things that they've dealt with previously or you know they're just not somebody who opens up quickly do you feel like that's something you should work through or if they're not showing you that in the same capacity you are that you should kind of dead the situation and move on um i think in the in the very beginning that's something that should be identified and talked about you know as far as like that that person weaknesses in in the relationship you know on both sides but if if that person is having a hard time communicating with you and they have walls up um first i would say just let them know be like yo i'm not your past i'm your present you know what they did has nothing to do with me, but I'm willing to work through it in order to get to the other side. But if they, if they after five years or two years, still say they got walls up without distrust, it's time to go. Like, that's not fair to the other person that you have walls up or you are not willing to communicate or put up or put the initiative that the other person is putting forward. That's not fair on them. That means they're putting in more work than you are doing. You just sitting back while they're giving you everything, and you're only giving twenty five percent. I don't believe in that. That mm-hmm. that to me honestly breaks relationship, and that's like a domino effect. If a person is giving you everything, and you're just sitting back collecting, that that person is being drained, and eventually you you want that person is going to end up damaging a good person, versus them building together, versus them having a 50-50 line, I strongly believe relationships should be 50-50. It's never one-sided. So you don't think it can grow into that? Like, say, uh, say it's a woman you've been chasing for a long time and she just been, you know, giving you the run around and thing, but you just stay persistent. You don't think it could ever get to the point where she could, you know, come around or you just think it's kind of a situation that you should give up on? Because I, I feel like, you know, it it's kind of not something you can know beforehand. You just have to yeah. I guess, feel that it's the right thing or feel like it's the right person and persevere. Like, even if you had seen them with other people or something like that, because, I mean, we hear stories all the time about, you know, yeah, I liked her, but she was with this guy, but I never gave up. You know, where's that fine line between, you know, working through something and saying to yourself, okay, they're not really into me. Like, how do you truly know? Um, I think when you, it gets to a certain point where you, there are signs. I know I'm, I'm going to use my uh, situation as an example. Give, I was in a situation like that before where you're, you're constantly giving all that you can in person and just sitting back collecting right um i do believe you can work with people i do strongly believe that but it's it's a certain point where you're mentally physically and spiritually drained where you can't it's it's like it's, it's exhausting to the point to where that that sometimes leads into arguments and headaches if you want to say where 
if that person isn't willing to work with you or or work with you in the in the 50-50 line, you'll notice in a, a change of behavior where they think things are supposed to be what you want to call it, uh, handed to them, or they'd be like, oh, well, that person will just take care of it. Oh, I got them forever. No, that's not how it works. You'll notice how if you go out and do something for them, but they're not doing it for you, that it's, it's, it's an energy. It's an energy change. It's a mood change. Where, like, you, you, you will know it's that's one of the things that's kind of hard to explain, but it's like you can, if you're in a relationship, you can honestly see it. I know right. I did, where I was paying all the bills and she was working, but she drained. I went through huge depressions. She didn't care. She didn't care about my well being. She didn't care about my mental state. She didn't really care at all. So, and once I seen that, I'm like, okay, you're not meeting me 50-50 where mentally I'm out of here. That was the fine line for me. That's, you know, that's definitely real life situation. I think you even got to have that same mentality after, you know, you've been with that person, not just in the pursuit. Because, um, I mean, a lot of times we hear about marriages where, they quote unquote one person falls out of love with the other person and they just sticking around, you know, because of familiarity or for whatever reason as such. And I feel like you're being dishonest, you know, if, if you feel that way, you need to, you know, cut ties immediately or not necessarily cut ties, but you, you, you gotta talk about it. Absolutely. Uh, I don't think that, you know, we, we have as much communication as is needed. Um, we'll let us small and, and, and fester and uh, then it can become something that's detrimental absolutely absolutely do you feel do you feel that being the fact that in today's climate do you see that relationships are 50 50 and is there a mental health issue going on with with relationships not being 50 50 um I think some are, but I think the vast majority aren't. I think that a lot of times we try to over analyze how good of a person we are and then amplify what we expect to get back from somebody. So it's like, I feel like we're going to relationships with unrealistic expectations, believing that we're such a good person and we don't need any work, but this, this person has to embody everything that I want them to be. They have to make me happy. A lot of times, you know, we're not really happy before we get with somebody, so you put a lot of pressure on them. And I feel like you have to be at a certain point before you're ready to invite anybody in your life. So um, as far as 50-50 emotionally and things like that, no, nah, I think it's it's definitely a more give and take than we're both coming into this at this point and we're going to work towards something greater. I think a lot of times one person – is going to be a lot less emotionally inclined than the other one, whether it be the man or the woman. Uh, and then factors come in such as money, uh, you know, yeah. what, what job do you have? Where do you live? You know, then those kind of factors come in and then they can kind of weigh in and out, you know, how you continuously feel about that person. You know what I'm saying? You can be head over heels over a guy, but 
if you get with him and he's he has poor money management skills or he's still living with his mama, you know, them kind of things can start to weigh on your emotional spectrum as far as it goes, how you feel about him. Because I feel like with men, mm-hmm. we're really simple when it comes to women. We want a woman who we're sexually attracted to and we want peace. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, we, I don't think we value her having a great job as much. Not saying it's not important, but it don't, I don't think that makes so much of a difference to us than it does to women because as a man, you got to take care of yourself regardless if you have a woman or not. Um, now, granted, some men, you know, have had women pay their bills, have had women take care of them. I'm not speaking to those dudes. I'm talking about everyday guys that been going to work, been handling their business before they invited a woman into their life, so they're not expecting her to come with the bag or something. Of course, I have yeah. her own, always do, but if she makes more than you, you're not excited because you look at like, well, I'm not going to spend her money anyway. So I think for us, is a lot of it is, you know, we're not going to talk to a woman or approach a woman that we're not sexually attracted to. That's first and foremost. Um, and so in getting to know her, yes, you like to get to know her interests and things that she's into and things she likes to do. And then if y'all have common interests, of course, but I think the more determining factor for men is, is okay, when I come home, like, is she always argumentative? Is she fussing? Is yep. she upset because, um, not all cases, but in most cases, you know, a man would cheat with a woman who he gets peace from. He might have a good girl, but she might be on him about something all the time. And that also can harken back on that man, too. Like, is he a responsible man? Is he a man that's ready to leave? So right. I think the 50 50 thing, it can go into so many different avenues, but I think it all comes back to knowing where you are in life before you invite somebody else you know, because it's, it's like you wouldn't invite somebody into your house if it's dirty i wouldn't think so oh no. you know what i'm saying you, <laughs> exactly. you clean up to a certain capacity at least to the point where you know you throw everything in the closet that you know they're not gonna look in exactly. so i think that you got to get to the point where we address our traumas we address you know breakups that we've had and we don't bring them into the next situation um but more times than not that's not happening we'll just come in with baggage and we'll assume yeah. that Okay, now I'm with you. I'm good, you know. But those things are gonna come back in one way or another. So that's how I kind of look at it. Absolutely. And like just going off of what you just said about um, coming in with baggage, is it is it the person's responsibility to fix somebody? Like if a person is not happy, is that is that the significant other's responsibility to fix them and make them happy? No, but no stretch of the imagination isn't your responsibility to make them happy because if that comes that means that you can take that happiness away absolutely so you got to make sure that you're happy and content with life before you engage with another person and they're supposed to do the same and i truly believe that when you get two people that are in a good space they benefit from each other because that's what a relationship is it's all about benefits you don't get somebody that you're not going to benefit from and one way or another so especially emotionally you've got to of course we're not going to have it all together when we're with somebody but as far as you holding on to you know things that happened to you before something that you had in a past relationship that's not fair to the new individual that you're engaging with to do that so you have to take that time to love yourself um, to be by yourself and know what it is that you want because if you jump from person to person you don't know what it is you want on a deeper level. You just know what you want physically. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? But yeah. you don't know what you need from an emotional standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Like, but if you're a Christian and, and, and you was with a Christian girl and, and that's what you like, mm-hmm. but it, she broke up with you. Now you just hop to the next girl and she happens to be an atheist. That would go against everything you believe in as far as your spirituality. So would you chance that all because of something, you know, that, that just because she's beautiful? You know, if you kind of, you had a girl who had her life together, you know, made decent money and y'all, you know, was bouncing things off of each other and she was helping you with your business and y'all break up, are you going to go get a girl who's not ambitious? I mean, granted, she can work at Burger King, but she's cool with doing that for the rest of her life? Of course not, you know, okay. so we'll jump into those situations and not fully vet somebody or not fully get to know them yeah. and know what we want or know that what we want coincides with what they want. Not that you try to manipulate or change them into what you want, but what you got going for you coincides with them in the path in life that they're choosing to do. And that's the whole point of dating is to find somebody that complements the life that you want to have and or are currently living. You know, just jump into somebody who's just completely a different lifestyle than you because then you're compromising who you are. And then if they leave you, now you're out here just questioning like, man, what do I what do I believe in? What do I like? Yeah. Out here lost. And then you get a bunch of emotional people just dating emotional people. Exactly. Because one thing that I'm noticing is like, especially, you know, out, out actively dating and just trying to find, you know, a significant other that, you know, matches me. I'm seeing that like a lot of people are mentally and emotionally damaged. It's like, just like you said, they're hopping from relationship to relationship. They may meet a good person, but it's like a domino effect. If, 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 if that, if, if that person is not where they need to be in life, they need to work on themselves. And I, and I, and I strongly believe in that just because it's like, you're going to damage a good person. So, once you damage that good person, that person's gonna damage that good. It's like a domino effect; it'll never end. You know, what I mean, people, I feel like really need to find themselves. You know, and therapy is one is is one way on doing it, and seeking God in the process, and just being focused on 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 you. You know, I I think that in today's climate, I think people just trying to move too fast and live too fast. And a lot of people don't know themselves and they, that they can't face the person in the mirror because they don't know how to, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that if people sit back and just be realize, be like, Hey, I need to fix the person in the mirror before I, I go out and try to find a significant other. Cause I can't fix anybody. Nobody can't fix anybody. You, the only person that you can fix is yourself. You know, you, you you have to self-improve every day. And I don't think the world and people are looking to self-correct. I think people are always pointing a finger at, oh, this person did this. No, people have to take accountability, too. Like, nobody walks a perfect life. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that we need to identify our flaws as people individually and work on them. And if you just, if, prime example, if you was in a relationship last week and then next, and then within three weeks, you're in another relationship, you definitely don't need to be in a relationship, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. 
you know what I mean? Because you never recover from that last experience. Now, the walls up and then a whole bunch of mess in this melting pot is now affecting that good person that didn't deserve that. You know, so I, I, I strongly, I strongly don't believe that, you know, nobody can fix anything. That's not, that's not nobody's responsibility at all. I completely agree. So being inside you was talking about flaws. Um, of course, flaws can come in a variety of different things, whether it be physical or emotional or just how they think. Uh, y'all just may never come to agreement about anything. Uh, what would you say if you were caught in a realm? What would be some flaws that you would see that you just couldn't get past? Like some things that you told yourself, okay, I can't deal with this. This is too much. Or is there or isn't there anything that you don't think you can overcome if it's somebody that you're you may fall in love with? Um I think I think I can I can overcome a lot that that may that may be put in front of me, but I would like for them to realize be like, man, you're you thinking that you're always right. You're not. Nobody's always right. I feel like you should be able to listen to what I gotta say over thinking that what you're saying is correct versus what I'm saying is wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, I highly feel like my both sides voices matters for one. Two, you should always listen to your partner. And sometimes with me, that's like a, that's like an in-between thing where it can go. But at the same time, that's like a, if you're not listening, that's a huge disqualifier because it's like, man, if you're not listening to me, then are you actually paying attention to anything that I'm doing or saying to you that could potentially affect me and you? And the, I think the main thing is, I honestly, I say this, a disqualifier for me that somebody does is cheating. I can honestly say because I, I I've been cheated on countless times and that does not feel good. I would never want to do that to somebody. I think that people overlook that a lot and thinking it's okay to not. That's not okay. Like it hurts. So I I, I for me I would say like a disqualifier something that if you were to say hey Jude I'm out. Somebody that cheats, like I can put up with a lot of other things because those things can be corrected. But when you do cheating, you can't take that back. That's not something that you can undo, you know, and because that can also lead to negative things as well that I'm not going to discuss on here. But it's it's things that can impact me that you was solely thinking about yourself out there being reckless now you bringing something back to me that can change my life in a negative way. And I don't think that's fair to any partner. Cheating is a huge disqualifier for me. So let me ask a twofold question. One, so even if you've been with this person for an extremely long amount of time, if they just say they felt like you just weren't giving them attention or something like that, but they madly love you, you can't forgive that. And two, what if, is somebody you just started talking to and they were like, I'm going to be completely honest. Every guy that I've been with, I've cheated on, but I feel like, you know, I've grown past that. Can you, can you trust that? Um, 
I think uh, that's a tough one because well, I'm gonna start off with backwards. The second situation, um, I'll give them a chance, but the moment they do it, they're gone. I'm gone. I'm gone. Because it's like, I appreciate the honesty, but certain things are bad habits. And if and if a person genuinely says, yo, I've changed, I've honestly changed, I don't do that anymore, I'm trying to get my life together, I'm like, okay, cool, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you a chance. But the moment you you do it one time, that's it. My, uh, what is it, the, uh, the first choice? The, uh, with, hmm. I feel like the whole not giving me atten- attention, I think they use that, like some people use that as an escape though, where that could have been verbally said where like, hey, you're not giving me the attention that I need. I don't appreciate it. Versus going out and cheating, I'm not okay with that. I feel like there's other ways to to go about handling if handling a situation. If you feel like that, you know, tell the person, and they should be listening to you. You know, if, if I just take an account of me, if my significant other tells me that, hey, you're not giving me the proper attention that I I deserve. I'm feeling like this. I'm gonna take an account of that. I'm like, okay, cool. I apologize. I'm man enough to apologize. And identify what I'm doing. Like, yeah, you're right. I need to be be more attentive to your needs and your wants. But if you just go out there and cheat just to be spiteful, bitter, or being on your revenge cycle, I'm not okay with that. I would not stay. Right. You know, because it, it's it's I I I think it's easy for somebody to say that they would stay or that that they wouldn't without giving, you know, uh, an angle at it versus because I, I, I've i noticed that a lot of people just say, well, it just had no, it didn't just happen. That's a process. You have to communicate with the person. You have to talk to the person. You have to text the person. You got to meet up with the person a couple of times. So that means you were this. This was planned. It didn't just randomly happen. And then you went out and did it. You you knew what you were doing. But you went out and did it anyway, and then you felt guilty about it, and then and then came back and told me to think that it was going to be okay. That's not okay, you know. Because I've, I've, like I said, I've had somebody tell me, be like, "Hey, I got something, something to tell you." I said, "Okay, what?" It's like I cheated on you and smiled in my face like it was okay, and that wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like, from a logical standpoint, no, I wouldn't. From an emotional standpoint, that hurt it. And I don't respect that, and I will never return. So it's like, it's like a give and a take. But just like the uh, the second situation, I would definitely, you know, give give one chance. Be like, if you do it one time, I'm gone. What 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 would be your take on a situation like that? How do you feel about someone cheating? Do you believe in second chances? To be quite frank, uh, I mean, it varies. 
I won't speak for everybody else, but I'll just say for me, um, one thing that I've learned in life is that um, once you show me who you are, I believe you. Um, yep. Don't try to see what I want to see in people. I try to see what it is that you've showed me and not try to make up what I think you meant to do or understand why you did it. I just have to accept it. And I mean, I'm of the mindset of I'm not, you know, the model. I don't, I'm, there's nothing spectacular about me. So I've always been of the mindset of you don't have to cheat on me. You can just and uh, I will accept it um, because, you know, I can't say I've been cheated on, but, and, you know, you know, on red at times I have been, you know, ghosted. I have been, you know, things like that and people reappear. And uh, I'm just sort of my, well, you know, well, I mean, if you didn't want me then, I'm, I'm the same person. Yeah. So I don't like there's any reconciliation. I mean, even the Bible says, you know, death and, you know, adultery are the reasons to leave a marriage. Um, so who am I? You know, go with what God says. Absolutely. In, at the same time, relationship doesn't your commitment. It's either you're married or you're not. And I firmly believe that. Of course, during when you get to know somebody, you're gonna date them. Of course, but you know, I have to be realistic with it. They owe you nothing. Yeah, you know, absolutely. the idea that because we're good to somebody, they have to be good back. No, that's not how the world works. Would it be better if it worked that way? Yeah, it definitely would. But basically, that's not how things work. It's more times than not a dog eat dog world, and it's like that a lot with relationships. People get hurt, and then they go out and hurt somebody else. You know what I'm saying? And that is like that. Um, being in the towel, you know, I'm, I ain't gonna front. I, you know, pretty much thrown in the towel with dating and things like that. Just seeing, you know, how discontentment can play into it. Um, and I've done it. You know, I've been with a lot of good women and, you know, I've, I've had my times where I felt one way and then the next day I felt completely different. Um, is that fair to them? No, it wasn't fair. Um, you know, if I truly embodied the love that they gave me, like, I would still be with most of them in one way or another. I'd still be able to even conversate with them, but because I didn't reciprocate <laughs> You know, they took their leave of absence um, from my life, and I have to be a grown man and accept that. Um, but I think a lot of times, you know, especially with women, uh, it's always you know, he or he did me wrong. It's never any accountability or anything. It, it 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 takes. I feel like an extremely strong woman to admit that she cheated. Yeah, I feel like for men, we're already kind of labeled dogs. Uh, we're already kind of have that record we just want to smash something so i think not that we just do it to feelingly but i feel like it would be more commonplace for a man to admit he cheated than a woman um, yeah you know because i mean even in nature women are a lot more you know slick than men you Absolutely. know they, I mean, you would never men were sloppy you know so <laughs> another woman would definitely find out that you oh cheated. yeah and they're great detectives. We don't check girls' phones. Most men, some uh, are. Most men are insecure. They are not checking their girl phones. They're not 
venting their homegirls, like, oh, you can't hang with such a like, nah, yeah. go, you know, because she probably was getting on your nerves. So it's like, nah, go have fun, do your thing. Whereas with on the opposite end, she's she got to know who your friends is. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Know you know a lot of what goes on in your life. So I think women in that aspect, they're we're more carefree. I think that they, oh, absolutely, wouldn't expect that they would cheat. Um, but they say uh, 48 percent of men cheat, 44 percent of women cheat. I had seen that Kevin, uh, was it Kevin Samuels? I believe. Yeah, he had read something in an article where in 2015, uh, some uh, magazine or newspaper in New York has surveyed. I want to say maybe 1,200 women or something along that lines. It was a high number. Yeah. And 50% of those women had said that, you know, in a relationship or marriage, they have a backup plan, meaning that they have a man that if this don't work out, that he's already ready, you know, in the waiting. Yep. This idea that, you know, a woman can be crazy about you and love you and never see another man. Yeah, it, it, it sounds good, but the other could be true too. You know what I'm saying? She could definitely have something else in the waiting or be pursuing it now. You know, I used to watch the show Cheaters all the time and it was more women that was caught than men. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it happens and I don't put nothing past a woman. And like I said, you know, I don't, I'm not nothing, you know, special, you know, just like anybody else. You know, I feel like we're all, we all feel that we're special, but, you know, you can't, the other person doesn't have to see that. Um, yeah. How we feel about ourselves and how other people feel about us most times is completely different. And so, like I said, I've always been a mindset of you don't, you don't have to cheat. There's no need for that. If you're at your end, I'm not, you know, I've never been one to chase. Um, to like, if I do cry, you won't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's exactly. I kind of beg you. Uh, yes. I'll, I'll delete the number, take you off social media. It's no problem. I don't stalk, you know what I'm saying? Like, will I be hurt? Of course, but it wouldn't be the first time, you know? Exactly. I don't think it hurts like that initial one. Uh, I think we just make it hurt more because we invested in this person. But, I mean, people lose money on investments all the time, and that's what dating is. You're going to yeah. invest and lose, you know? And it's like the stock market is going to go up and down. You're going to have your highs and lows with a person. And sometimes you need to cash out. You know, because there may be a better opportunity down the line. Um, so it's just about analyzing and knowing what's best for you and uh, the type of life you want to live. And sometimes people get caught in the crossfire. And it sucks, but that's what happens. You know, we all change our mind. People are married for you and then wake up one day and I don't want to be with you no more. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's terrifying for me. Yeah. We're starting to see it happen more and more. Especially nowadays, where well, that comes down to accessibility. I think that we can, you can reach so many women now yep. just on social media alone, let alone dating sites. You know, back in the day, they didn't, you know, like I heard Kevin say, if you, you know, was a woman in Boise, Idaho, you had to date men that was in Boise, Idaho. You didn't exactly. know that the men that was in Tennessee, you didn't know the men that was in North Carolina, you didn't know the men that was you know, 50 miles down the road. You had to date the men that was around you. And so that forced you to find a good person and stay with them. Now we can date. And after the first argument, you're on Tinder. Exactly, man. You know, it's, everybody has access to, to so many women. Like, 
you can be on a dating site. I'm telling you, man, you can be on Hinge and six months after you started, I promise you, you'll probably have had probably almost 50, 60 matches, probably half or a third of them are going to message you or you message them like, and it's like wildfire, man. There's so many people out here looking for something. And it's like dating apps is the new, you know. Exactly. You don't run up on girls no more. And the women, because they're so profitable, they're not going to come talk to dudes more times than not. They're waiting to get talked to. Yeah. So. Public. And, you know, I've seen it in my own situations, like talk to girls online. And guys just don't approach me. And that's because yeah. the internet has made it so he don't. Gotta talk to nobody in his yeah. city. You know what I'm saying? Like you exactly. can talk to uh, across across, you know, the Atlantic Ocean. Exactly, because that's gonna be my next question is do you feel like modern day women are approachable now? Um yes and no. I think uh, a lot of women are you know, I think that uh like Kevin Samuels has said before I think that the uh, feminist movement and the YouTube movement and all that hollering about they don't want men to objectify them. I think that scared a lot of men off. And I think that, you know, it's made it to where I don't have to go out of public. I don't have to embarrass myself in front of your friends. Exactly. And talk to you on the internet it's just me and you and hopefully it's you you know of course there are trolls and people faking stuff but hopefully it's you and then you can't hit me with that bull crap you know you you go on girls profiles and i'm just looking for friends no you ain't <laughs> exactly i don't believe that with exactly. man it's a, it's a dating app you're on here for a reason and a lot of times you know of course you get can get the free service but a lot of women and probably dudes will pay because then they can get the unlimited likes they can keep actually they don't have to wait till tomorrow after they done ran through all their likes or you know matches they you know so a lot of people so you're not going to tell me you're paying for friends think about that exactly you're essentially on here and paying this monthly fee some are five six seven some are even fifteen dollars but you get great quality with it you know but you're essentially "Quote unquote," paying for friends. Exactly. I believe that you can literally go outside and make friends. Exactly. For God, friends. See, that's where the correlation comes in because then you don't got no explanation. You're literally looking for guy friends. When you, I'm pretty sure most women have friends. Social of the group, like you will find more solitary men than women, and there are more women in the world than men. But women are the more social. When you go out, I guarantee you're going to see more groups of women than you are men. Man. You don't do sleep. It's, it's things we're not going to do, especially heterosexual men. Nah, it's like most know. men don't go to movies with their homeboys. You know, like when you're in college and stuff. That's, but when you're grown. <laughs> nah, you, you're normally with a female or you by yourself. You don't take a homeboy out to eat. I might go to a bar or a sports bar, but hey, you, you're not going to go to a nice restaurant with two dudes, you know what I'm saying? Like, women would do that. So, they're definitely the more social of us, and I find it hard to believe, especially attractive women. I saw the other day, I was messing around, you know, just looking on Tinder, because even though, you know, I don't date no more, I still love, you know, women. I like them. And I was on Tinder, and I seen this uh, African-American girl. She was 35. She was a neurologist. Okay. 
opening her own practice. Fine. I mean, gorgeous. And, you know, neurologists make really good money opening her own practice. And I'm thinking to myself, how in the, excuse my French, how in the hell <laughs> Exactly. Why are you this fine? She was probably five, six, long black hair, just pretty in shape, everything. Okay. Good job. You know what I'm saying? Got yeah. stuff together. I'm thinking, how can you not go outside and find a man? It ain't that there ain't men out here. It's just that these men just aren't approaching no more. You know, no. I don't I can't speak for all men. I can't say if they're weak or anything like that. And maybe some men are just tired of women's bull crap. Man. You know, tired of getting rejected. And, and it's like, OK, if I speak to you in public, you might not give me the time of day. But I know for without a shadow of a doubt, if I'm on this dating site and you matched me, that means you found me somewhat attractive. Man, see if that I'm in public. I don't know. Exactly. If you find attractive, you might have just been giving me kind of choosing signals, or you could have been looking around. I don't know. So right. I'm based on how I feel and approach you. Nah. You had to match me before we could even talk. Exactly. Now that has happened to me a couple times where it was uh, me, Jamel, and everybody downtown. You know, just having a good time, right? And you know, you just have conversations trying to approach people. That's a couple people that wouldn't give me no time of day now. Mind you this, two weeks later, off that Hinge app that you told me to download, and I downloaded it. I paired with them same ones, bro. Mm -hmm. Them same ones. And we've been just texting back and forth. And I'm like, how is it that y'all can message me on here, but you won't be able to talk to me out in public? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, because for one is, I know for a fact, I really don't like approaching people just because you're not about to yell or embarrass me in front of public. You're not going to do that. Right. That's one reason why I know for a fact I don't approach women. Just off of the, the nonsense and the foolery that be going on, I don't want no part of it. So I'm mm -hmm. like, you know what? I know you're on one of these apps anyway. Let me right. get on one of these apps. It's right. so much easier. And like I said, people don't want to be bothered with nonsense. You ain't... You ain't about to try to embarrass somebody just to put up a front in front of your friends or your home. Anybody got time for that? Like, or you know, I'm in a rush or I'm busy or I'm waiting on somebody. They're coming with excuse, but you can't lie and you sitting at home on your phone. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, exactly. I know you ain't got nothing going on. So I don't know. I just feel like because we already got our phones in our hands already. And most times people, you know, their lives are in their phone. So it's like, why ain't dating in there. Um, do I think it is helping or hurting? I'm not entirely sure. I think it helps in some aspects. And I, I really feel like it gives a lot of guys who wouldn't have got the chance in public. I, I believe it gives them opportunity because now you can't just judge him off his looks. Granted, you might see a picture, but it could just be a good picture of him. Yep. Now you have a chance to really talk to him and be like, you know what? I didn't think I liked you like that but getting to know you now I like you because I fully believe that a, a man's job he has to convince a woman to like him you know what I'm saying like exactly because we're already <laughs> attracted to her so whereas women's attraction I feel more so comes from not just physical I feel like they got to be somewhat physically attracted to you but you have to stimulate their mind you know yep got to feel comfortable around you it's a lot more that comes into a woman's attraction i feel than a man's 
And so with that, I feel like it really gives a lot of men the chance to talk to women that may have ignored them. It's kind of like Hitch, the movie Hitch, how he would get oh, me yeah. and that these women probably wouldn't have paid attention to. And then they find the love of their life. You know, I mean, we see it all the time. I'm sure more times than not, you'll see an ugly guy with a beautiful woman and you'll see a handsome man with an ugly girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. She's probably bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. the fact that we go more off looks. And of course, we want somebody, you know, to talk to in peace. But a lot of men are stoic. They don't they don't talk much. You know, they're probably no. more adrenaline junkies. So they, they're not really well versed. You know, women are really well versed. Most of them cook, speak a different language, you know, want to travel. You know, I think men want to travel too, but I, I feel like a vast majority of women want to travel more than a man. I think men just are the adrenaline junkies. You know, exactly. they're going to travel, they're going to do something crazy when they go like skydive or something. A woman can go to Paris and, and just go to shop and eat. You know, a man not going to do that. <laughs> exactly. You going to ride an elephant or something, you know, you know, do something crazy. So um, I definitely feel like a woman's attraction is rooted into a lot more things. So I feel like dating online really gives more men that chance to uh, do that. I, but I've seen a lot of simping on the internet too. I know I would be yeah. able to, and I, would, I would join like women's live streams and I would see dudes comments just begging them, call me baby or can I get to know you? And it's like the girl would just ignore them. And yeah, it's like, that happens because you, you don't stand out to her. You yeah. just another one of these. Some of those girls will have five hundred, a thousand people in their life. She's not gonna really give you that time of day. It's a thousand dudes in here trying to get at her. That's attention that she likes. Exactly. You know, she pay attention to you because that's gonna turn some dudes off. And other dudes don't care. They'll still try to get at you because they'll think, oh, he ain't yes, I, I, he ain't got me. But other dudes will see that. That's how I always was. I'm respectful, like I like a girl, but I see that somebody else rapping to her. It's, it's it for me, you know what I'm saying? Whether they work out or not, like, it's like, well, you know, of course she got the options and she's exploring them, so I'm going to let her do that. Like, you can't make me an option. You know, I'm going to take that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never Absolutely. been around or, you know, because I'm not going to make a woman an option. I'm not going to like no. you date somebody else, then it don't work with them. I'm going to come back to you. And that, that essentially was the situation, you know, we've talked off air about, you know, that certain person. Yeah, pretty much with that situation would have been, and God didn't make me to use people. I'm not. I'm not gonna make nobody an option. I refuse to do so. And so, yeah. if I'm gonna be like that with other people, I have to be the same way with myself. And so, I, a woman can't make me an option. As with, I feel like most men who have integrity and have things going for them and are focused, they can't make me an option. Like you, like yeah. you, know, hey, kudos, go do your thing. But I'm not waiting around. You know, no. because if you got, you don't got time to wait on a woman. No, absolutely, because, and, and I think, if you think of it like this too, and I think if people look at it like this, if it was vice versa, she ain't waiting. No, I'm not denying though. You know what I mean? Like, she's not going to wait. She's like, okay, cool. You expressing your options? Well, I'm about to go over here, and you, and you're gonna be butt hurt. You know what I mean? So it's like. I think people need to realize, be like, hey, a person ain't going to wait on you. That's cool. You know what I mean? If if you identify what you want and what I what and, and what I want, what you want in on the same spectrum, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I think people are trying to always 
which what is it? Have their cake and eat it too. You can't have everything, right? Like you know what I mean. And I've learned that, and I and I've noticed that you can't have every piece of the pie because not every piece is meant for you. Absolutely. You know what I mean. But uh, real quick, I think we're gonna take a quick intermission. We'll be back in about two minutes, so y'all stay tuned to the Conversation Podcast. We're going to play some smooth jazz for y'all, and uh, we'll be right back. I'm going to run to the restroom real quick, so I'm going to play some music, you know, try to get a transition. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. But, anytime, but that's something you can do, too. Anytime, like, somebody needs to run to the bathroom or something, you know, kind of say, all right, you know, it's time for an intermission, then that'll let me know, okay. I'll play some jazz music, you know, to keep it, you know, going. Keep it. Gotcha. Uh, it'll be straight. So, Heck yeah. You know, like I said, this is a run through, so we're kind of just getting uh, the, the layout, how we're going to do it. Um, so, like I said, if y'all need to take a break, some just let me know we need an interlude or, or a short break, and I'll just play some music. Um, oh, you got the whole set. Right, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you got the whole set. I'll be right back. Right. I love you. This man got the whole set. <laughs> <laughs> conversation and like I said this is um, merely opinion based most times of course we'll bring statistics in here and there but majority of this is just life experiences that we've dealt with we don't have all the answers nor are we going to try to have all the answers we just can only simply attest to you know things that we've dealt with in our, dealing with in our everyday lives just like everybody else so you know I don't want any of the listeners think where we feel like we've got it all figured out or we know oh. everything it's not. We're far from that. You know, so we're we're not even in our thirties yet. So no. we're still <laughs> young men in our own rights, still trying to figure out life and who we are and what it is that we want out of life. And you know, simply just sharing our little bit of knowledge that we have. And like I said before, we're here to 
to express ourselves, but to learn as well. You know, I feel like you don't stop learning until you pass on. And so with that being said, uh, if we go into hour number two, how you feeling, my brother? Oh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, man. I'm I'm blessed to, to, to be able to give people insight on my experiences, learn from you as well, and and just excited to be here. Man, you, you ain't lying, so we got our in hour two, so man, let's go ahead and, and, and get it started. Uh, we kind of been touching on, you know, how we feel about relationships, man, so let's just go ahead and keep that going. Um, so I pose this question. Yes. Is there a certain amount of time before a man knows that he loves a woman and when he knows that is it wise of him to let her know if he doesn't if she hasn't already expressed that or should he wait until he knows how she feels first um nah he i feel like love has no time he shouldn't wait to to see her response i feel like he should have a sit down with himself be like hey you know that 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 one on one that deep conversation. Like, hey, do I do I love this girl? Yes or no? You know, ain't no if ands buts in between. Do I love her? Well, okay, why do I love her? Am I willing to spend the rest of my life with her? You know, commit those vows to him. You know, and just really, re- pretty much replay it back to himself just to reassure before he. He he confesses and expresses his love to her. Like it doesn't have to be no specific order or time. Like if you love somebody and you really genuinely genuinely want to spend your the rest of your life with them, man, love has no time because tomorrow isn't promised. You know, and I, I I strongly feel like this whole saying oh somebody for two years or whatever it may be. I feel like that's a trap. That ain't true, necessarily. If someone wants to take that time, they have every right to do so. But it don't have to be two, three, five years, whatever the time is. It don't have to be that long before you express your love to somebody or commit to them. Whenever your heart and feel like you're ready and whenever you sit down and have that conversation with yourself and God be like, hey, I'm ready. Then I, then I feel like that's the time. You know, I don't want people to feel like they're confined to what society has placed for them to be like, okay, well, this is the time I got to do it. Or this, this is when it has to be done. No, you can get married whenever you want to, confess your love whenever you want to, anything. Because I know um through research and and through elders that have spoke to me, I know some people that's in the woods, I think they're like early, late 80s, that they knew their partners only for six months and then they got married. They knew they was in love. I'm not sure where things shifted where you have to be together for two years and then, you know, get, you know, I don't know where all this came from, but love has no time. You you love somebody, you love them. That's how I feel about it. Absolutely. I agree. But, but can you say, like, you love somebody after a month? Yes. Okay. Yes. What do, you, what do you think determined 
of love? Is it how you somebody makes you feel? Um, is it that you experience something new? Uh, what what do you feel like determines that you know you love somebody or is in love with somebody? Um, I think I think it's the feeling that you get. I think it's the commitment that is shown between both parties. I think the the time and energy that's put together between both parties, and I think it's 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 a feeling like I it's it's a strong mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional feeling that when somebody gets, you just know. You know, it's you know how like certain things can't be explained. It's just your intuition. It's just your your little like a little itch on your neck. Like you just know where you sit back and really and, and I think you really just reflect on the level of understanding of where it's like, man, like I think you have to have that that moment of a realize a realize a realization where it's like, man, I really love this person. This person has given me and shown me everything that I want or everything that I'm 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 that they're willing to give me and we're willing to grow. And some people show that early, some people show that during the process, some people it just I, I think it just varies on the on the situation and the person. But I definitely feel like it comes through emotion, emotional standpoint, mental standpoint, and through actions. And you know, and depending on what type of um, religious relationship you have, I feel like, like I said, God is the centerpiece between everything. If if that is the common ground, then that then that connect a lot of the dots and a lot of the questions that people may have in the very beginning, and then it'll click at the right time. That's how. That's my opinion on it. That's valid. Have you ever been in love before? Yes, one time. Um, and I know that may sound crazy to some people, but I've been in a couple of different relationships, and I realized that I was never in love. It was lust. And I and I now, as I'm older and more wiser and more patient, I realize the difference between lust and love. I was in love once, and that was my previous situation. Um, cause I understood what it meant. And now that I'm talking about it, it's one thing that I can honestly say that determined that I knew I was in love and I was at peace. Always mentally at war and my heart was always at war because I didn't trust people like that. You know, it, it's, it's very hard for me to trust a woman, especially dealing with my last and my past situations where they always prove me right. They never prove me wrong. Where they, someone says that, yeah, I don't do this, but you still end up doing it anyway. Or, you know, or a crazy situation happens and, you know, then things just go downhill. But I know my last situation I was able just to find peace and I was happy for the first time in my life where that's how I knew like I was, I was in love because I made 
I made a choice that wasn't normal for me, and that was to not have sex before marriage. And and I told her, and then she said, no, I respect that. And normally the other relationships I had, that they was like, no, I can't do that. That's not okay with me. I don't believe in that. But she understood my morals and my beliefs. And where I stood on a lot of things, especially during this period of time that as a man, I'm changing and I'm trying to get closer to God in a lot of different aspects of my life. And I'm just trying to be overall a better man and a better person and a better friend and a better, you know, a better son, a better son and a brother sibling. And she just brought peace to my life. And I got a taste of what that felt like. And I never wanted to let that go. But then, you know, life happens and it hurt. You know, I'm not going to lie to y'all. It, it, it hurt bad because I'm the type of person where, you know, my whole life people judge me and people look down on me due to, you know, me being, being short and whatnot. And it's cool. Like after a while, like, you know, you get older, it doesn't phase you. But for the first time, someone has never, judged me at all they just accepted me for me and that they understood my heart so when that had happened it just it tore me to pieces for a couple months but I realized I'm like nah God is gonna get me through all the barriers and challenges that I've had and even the pain and once I realized that it was temporary pain it'll go away I was okay but I knew that that last situation I was definitely in love it was not lust my past situations were lust because it was just a physical attraction. It wasn't anything deeper. They didn't know me. I didn't know them. But this last situation, she knew everything about me, and I knew everything about her. Have Can you say that at at any point during 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 relationships that you have encountered, have you ever been in love? Oh yeah, most of them. <laughs> Heck yeah. Look, partly because they all you know told me. Yeah. Um, we look at and if you can deal with me, you know this guy be wanting <laughs> like, you know, I'll be the first to tell you like I'm. I don't intentionally try to be difficult, but I have a difficult disposition. Um, kind of hard to understand at first. Um, I'm not a. You can't look at me and you, you won't get it if you just look. Yeah. You gotta really indefinitely talk, and I'll tell it, but you gotta do your research. You know, you, this is a this is the type of person you've got to figure out. Um, always been like that. So, yeah, man, I've been in love one, two, I'd probably say about four times. Okay. Um, and it was all love. I think love is can be a multitude of things. Um, but I'm just now really learning about, you know, truly to how to love and, and that requires sacrificing. And I always looked at it like, okay, if I treat a girl right and take on dates and I'm caring that's yeah. enough and it's not yeah. you gotta be open you got to be able to let them know when you're hurting you got to 
able to talk to them and not just care about what they got going on, but tell them what you got going on. And that's, that's something I never do. I never was good at receiving or anything like that. I was better at, you know, doing for people, but I don't receive it well at all. And that was always what came called situations to come to a halt. Even, you know, girls that I've talked to and really wanted to go forward with that. Not to brag, but literally every girl that I talked to and got to know me, you know, wanted to date me. Yep. Just found it as I got older, more difficult to open up that part of my life. Like friends, I didn't mind opening up because I knew, you know, you only go so far with friends. Yeah, yeah. Relationships are always I didn't want you close to me. I wanted to get close to you, but I ain't, I don't want you close to me. Um, and so learning that love can't be a one-way street, I have to say that I felt I did, but honestly, I didn't because I didn't know what I was doing a lot of times. Um, and inadvertently, it's caused me to resent dating now. Um, it was yeah. never it was never the girl, um, even though, you know, of course, I've been yeah. you know, ghosted you know, multiple times and, you know, left with my explanation, but no girl I've ever dated did that, but I mean, it happens in the dating game. You have people you talk to that are no longer interested and just it easier to stop talking, but all the girls I dated, it got to the point where how it ended, you know, there was no reconciliation, there was no fixing it, um, because that's when I knew, you know, how strong they felt about me, because it, it wasn't one of those things where, you know, I hear people say, oh, yeah, I'm friends with my exes. And I never uh, experienced that. You know what I'm saying? Like, me neither. <laughs> their feelings for me was so strong. It's no bragging by no means. But yeah. Nah. Was so strong, it was like, okay, we can't. We can't be friends after this. Yeah. No, no, no. It was genuine. I, I completely agree with you. That's how pretty much I think every situation I've been in even my last one she, they couldn't do it put me on block <laughs> yeah, man. you know I, I I completely understand from where on, on the point of view from where you're coming from like when you have such a strong connection with somebody you can't help like it, it it's hard to create a, a, a gap. You know what I mean? I think people do that to protect themselves. Like, at first, I was mad. I'm not even going to lie to you. I was mad when, like, I'm like, why y'all put me on block for? Like, I didn't do nothing to you. But I realized, I'm like, okay, y'all care about me so much that you had to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I realized, especially with my last one, last one like, little do people know me and her dated twice. And the first time, she didn't like something I said, so she put me on block for two years. And this time, it was pretty much the same thing, so she put me on block again. You know, but I think at at at, at this stage in our life, I, I don't think we'll probably ever speak again. You know, and it's sad because, like I said, it's when you care about somebody, you care about them. But I got to respect their decisions and, you know, like, just move on from it. I can't, I, I don't see the point in dwelling on situations. I, I, like, maybe when I was younger, but now it's like, there ain't no point of, the, of dwelling over spilled milk. I can't change it. I can't change it. Mm-hmm. So, 
the best thing I can do is learn from it and see potentially what I did wrong and just, you know, just keep pushing through it. But now nah, I completely, I completely understand where you coming from over that one. <laughs> yeah, man. Definitely a learning process. And you hate that, you know, I've been hurt too. I, I, I caused myself to get hurt because I hurt somebody that I lost and now I'm hurt because they're gone because of what I did, you know? So it was always an impediment against, you know, by the grace of God, I've always, you know, the girls I dated was always great. You know, yeah. it was never with them, you know, and, and the problems that they had didn't bother me. It was just, I couldn't get out of my own head, you know. Yep. Yeah. Do, to work on. Do I know if I'm going to date again? I, I doubt it. Um, you know, but going do, forward, I don't want to you know, think like that no more. Yeah. And so I have to get out of that mind state. But, um, you know, it's in God's hands. And, you know, it hasn't let me go yet because I'm still alive. So Absolutely. I know that he me overcome, you know, things like that. Because so. I was going to ask you a question where even though you don't see yourself dating right now, could you see yourself in marriage down the line? Um. I mean, I, I like to be 100% transparent. I don't know. Yeah. Thought of it. It sounds good. I, and I love love. I Absolutely. I think that the human condition is at its best when it's loved properly. I think men and women, when they're loved the right way, I think it brings out the best in them. You know, I've seen women tra- change with the men in their dreams and got married and started a family. You know, like, it's almost like they don't stop smiling. Of course, there's hardships in it, but the love that she receives that she may have never got before overcomes that or for a man as well. And so, you know, I love to see it. You know, I'm not selfish, of course. You know, it would feel good on my own accord, but I think seeing you know, friends of mine and family achieve that could be satisfying for me to where if I don't get it, you know, I, I can die, you know, still happy. Um, yeah. So I'm like I said, at the point that I am, I don't really see myself, you know, doing that anymore. It dating became a distraction a lot yeah. of times. Kept a lot of things that I should have put my best foot forward, and you know, especially now in the market, it's just like um, a lot of women talk to, you and then they'll be like, "Well, I want to focus on my school and career," and you know, and and of course, Kevin talks about how that's an impediment against them, and. But it's like he'll say that's a pediment against them, but that's like what a man is supposed to be doing at our age. You know, like right now we're supposed to be focused on working school and becoming the best version of us. Like dating for women is for right now. Dating for us is like down the line. Yep. I couldn't have anything work because I wasn't focused. I wasn't. Of course, I've made progress, but I'm not want to be and sometimes with a man you know the right men because they're not where they want to be financially you know he won't be there he can't be there for a woman because he's always thinking about that I think as men we're always thinking about being the breadwinners and providing and so if you're not in a position where you feel like you can take care of a woman you know you it'll weigh you down and you'll be like I don't deserve a woman like I really be feeling like that uh, I heard TK Kirkland say that one time you know for yeah. a man doesn't make enough money he don't deserve a woman now you can argue that um 
I mean, to each his own, every situation is different. I can only attest to me. And I've had times where I feel like because I wasn't where I wanted to be financially or career-wise or even happy in other aspects of life, like I really didn't deserve a woman, you know, let alone a good one. You know, I'm, I'm real yeah. quick to tell a woman she can do better. I don't mind telling a woman that and meaning it like, yeah, nah. You oh, yeah. <laughs> nah, it ain't. It ain't nothing wrong with honesty, man. Like it's I think the fact that you're you're honest honest and upfront to tell them that, I think that's actually a good thing. Like, you know, a lot of people not. You know, a lot of people just drag people along and you know, just for the ride so they so they don't have to be by themselves. I feel like people are really afraid to be by themselves. Oh yeah. Like, Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, but I feel but I, I always tell people, I said, man. If you can be by yourself, you learn yourself. You figure things out. You know what I mean? Like, you know, just the you know, backpedal just for a second, you know, about men being focused on their careers. My father told me the same thing about like two months ago. He was like, a lot of relationships, especially for men young, they don't tend to work. But as you get older and you just keep your head down and you focus on building, that's normally when it starts coming around. Mm-hmm. Like, prime example, my brother getting married in his 30s. You know, and a lot of, and, you know, and, and as I started to think about what you said, what Kevin said, what my dad said, I'm like, man, I'm like, that's actually quite right. Like, almost every guy that I know honestly got married in their 30s. It wasn't really in their 20s. I know like one. But it wasn't really in they in their 20s like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you are right. Like dating at, th- at like at this time is mainly for women. Later well, as soon as we hit like our 30s, it, I feel like that's for men. Yeah. You know, and it's nothing wrong with that. I, 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 I really want people to understand that. It's don't feel pressure. Don't feel rushed. Like you gotta hurry up. For men, don't you know what I mean? Don't feel pressure. Like hey, if you're not financially where you want to be, focus on building. It's nothing wrong with that. You know, I think people are pressured into, especially men, pressured to 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 think that oh, I gotta get married by this. You gotta be able to take care of yourself. Your household, you know, that's what your wife and kids and them bills. Because I don't think people take take it really into account of, okay, you want a family, right? Cool. That means your wife is going to be out of work because she's going to be having what? Children. So you have to compensate for what she can't do for a period of time. And I don't think people really think about that. I'm like, okay, if she was working, great. She has to stop working because she had not to take care of the kids. Something has to make up for that. And once I started to see that, I said, okay, well, I started to really question my actions on what I was doing. I said, man, you really wanted this, but you wasn't prepared for that. And that just put me in a position where I'm like, yo, I need to really focus on myself and what I need to do and build the right way rather than just rushing into something. I, th- I think a lot of people just rush into situations and 
don't really plan or map things out or really understand what they're getting themselves into. I do. I think we need to plan. Of course, you know, like be unexpected, um, but you know, make sure you have resources. I guess is what I mean to say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you 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 will feel like you. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And some are. I'm not saying that's the end all be all, but yeah, yeah, I feel like it just comes down down to your focus. Yeah. You know like it's, if you dating while you're doing that, you know, cool. But don't make it to where that's all you care about. Like, yeah. you make sure you're the best version of yourself. And if working a nine to five is what you want to do, do that. But be the best at it. Try to get your supervisor position or, you know, something on the side. There's nothing wrong. I feel like if you're working, you're working. Exactly. If you work at McDonald's, do the best that you can. Your time off, get you some skills. Learn a trade that you set yourself up for when you are ready for a family. You have skills, transferable skills that can allot you to make extra money. There's nothing wrong with doing landscaping. There's nothing wrong with grass. That's there's. Yeah. I don't want men to feel like yeah. because women are getting their PhDs and things like that 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 they're better than you. No, yeah. you just as much as it needs them. So just you, you just have to hustle a different way. Yeah, and yeah. you can make it to where you make more than she does. Exactly. You just have they- to work at because I think that people get it misconstrued. Going to school is great. You know, it allows you a way to get. A better future, but that's not the only way. Absolutely, and to think that because they don't want to go to school, that they can't be successful, they can't lead good lives. That's a lot. You just have to work hard in a different way. But it can happen. The world needs trade skills. If this world just depended on people with degrees, oh look, we'd be in trouble. We'd be in some. We'd be in in deep trouble, boy. They can't fix a fuse box. Nope. Plumbing issues. Not a car. So, Man. you know, what do I mean, you... to look, feel like women are looking down on them. Yeah. Some do. Yeah. Yes, all of them don't. Because, because what is it? I was about to ask you. I was like, do you feel like people are looking down on hardworking nine to five workers on things that actually matter? Like, you know, HVAC, welding, plumbing, electric. For some reason, they're not being highlighted. I, and, and I'm not understanding why. I'm like, you need every, like, if something goes wrong, I mean, you talked about this, you know, before. If something goes wrong, who are you calling? Uh, the the electrician, the plumber, HVAC, you calling one of them. But they're not being valued. Hardworking men aren't being valued. Which leads into me asking you, do you feel like women are being overvalued and men yeah. are being undervalued? I think we're playing catch up. I think for so long it was the trope of the man goes to work and the woman stays at home. And a lot of those jobs, the man was doing blue collar work and the woman was at home. But I think over time, because, you know, women were allotted more things. Um, you know, of course, to vote and go to school and to work and things like that. Um, women chose to 
pursuit of education. They didn't want to depend on a man, which is fine. I don't see anything wrong with that. But don't forget the structure that you work in was built by that man that you think is less important. That electricity that you use in your hospital is was put in there by a man you might look down on. That plumbing that y'all use was put in by, that medicine that y'all use was delivered by that man you might look down on. Absolutely. So, I think money as a barometer, which it always has, is somebody's better than somebody because of how much money they have. And it's translated into the dating scenes where now a woman who's an, uh, a nurse or something making maybe 70, 60, 80, 90,000 a year won't deal with a man making 40 or 50. And I don't feel like that's always the case. I feel like if a man is hardworking and diligent and willing to do his part, I think women can definitely be submissive. But like I said before, I think it comes down to a lot of women who say that have already taken care of a man before. Yeah. I think they already put a man before them. And so now they're just prepared were different but I feel like if the right man comes along that won't be a problem as long as he can provide you know he don't have to be able to buy you a three thousand dollar purse you know but I feel like as long as he can provide a comfortable lifestyle for you and some children which a man can do that off 50 60 thousand a year he don't have to have a hundred thousand dollar job I mean like if if a woman makes 70 he makes 50 that's 120 between two people you can live yeah, that's more than enough. That's you can live very well. Um, I think sometimes women kind of get that selfish mind state when it comes to money. Like I'm, I earned this money. No, you ain't spending it. But it's like, well, we're a couple, and you're gonna spend mine. Exactly. I think I think more women are starting to be open minded. Now I'm gonna get kind of I'm gonna go there. But I think it's more on black women. I think they're definitely more so the group of women who that is a big sticking point for them. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've seen white women who are nurses with um, black dudes, like, you know? I have and too. I just, <laughs> but, but I just see that in the black community. And then it's like you wonder why black men aren't getting with black women no more. You know, it's because you're judging him based on your money. That don't mean he can't provide for you. You got, if he's paying all the bills, you still have all your money. Exactly. I don't get it, and I don't want to try to understand it. That's a conversation that I don't want to have with no woman. Like, we're not gonna go into each other's pockets, especially we're just dating. Now, if we move in with each other, okay, now we need to know. But we dating, you ain't going to know what I make. I don't even know what you make. Nope. I'm, we go on these dates. I'm paying, ain't I? Exactly. Enjoy yeah. it. I came to pick you up dinner. All right, then. Shut up and enjoy it. Like, exactly. You know, I, I hate that. Man, it was, a, uh, it was a situation that had happened like a while ago that I've seen, right? And and it was in public. And this is the embarrassing part about it. Off of what you just said. Now, I totally forgot to, uh, I was trying to call you and drive one time, but my phone had died. And this guy and this girl was arguing, right? And that uh, he was like, 
she's like, you don't never have no money. Da, 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 da. He said, I'm paying the house, both of our cars. I'm paying for you to go back to school. And I'm paying for make sure the kids are straight. I don't have extra money. He said, you're working. You can't go and get your hair, hair and nails done. And, that, and she said, that's Georgia. He said, you have money. My money is tied up, making sure we're straight. And she was just going off on him. Like, bro, it was so embarrassing. Like, I felt bad for him. I'm like, dude, what was I at? Was it Big Lots? It was one of them places. And it's like, it's sad. I'm like, really? Has it really come down to that? Like, to the point to where it's like, and I feel like this. When it comes, especially if you're in the same household, everything is split 50-50. Off this, off the situation that I've been through and that I've seen a couple months ago, I strongly believe everything is fifty fifty. Like I don't, I don't, I don't believe in a man just pay for everything. I, I strongly don't believe in that. You know what I mean? Because God forbid, just how we were just previously talking about earlier, if somebody just decides to wake up or they're not happy, they have, they have every right to leave. You can walk away with everything you got, but being the fact that I literally have dumped everything, if what I had to make sure we're good, I now have nothing to make sure I'm not homeless. But you walk away with everything you have while I have nothing. I don't think that's right. You know, I, I see it too much where in in, in relationships where it's it's not it's not even, and people wonder why mentally people aren't there. Like, do you think that's a like? Do you think because of certain households, the fact that it's not fifty fifty, uh, men go through mental issues, have mental problems? Uh, I think if it comes to money and he's having mental problems, I think your woman doesn't respect you. Okay. Um, I believe though. In some capacity, you have to be assertive and you have to lay down the law. Yes, I'm paying this mortgage and yes, I'm paying this light bill, but them kids' school clothes, you can buy that. These groceries, you can buy that. You getting your hair and stuff done, you do that every now and then, but you make sure this stuff is done first. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be assertive, and and whether women want to admit it or not, they want to be dominated. Oh yeah, too many women that have said that they want a man that is gonna be compassionate and love her, but he also gonna put her in her place. And so, as a man, you can't be insecure about no money. If you're out here working five, six, seven days a week, eight, nine, ten, twelve hours, what are you insecure about? I'm working. I am working, making sure we good. These light, you ain't never had to worry about not having no heat on, no air. You got a big old house. I don't want to hear no complaining. You worry about folks going on vacation and stuff. Can you pay for it? All right, then. Don't, no, I don't want to hear it. Exactly. Got it. You just bought a car. You're going to make that payment. I'm not paying. I'm not making your car payment. Crazy. Man. You got to be, a man has to be secure in his position as a man don't be don't be intimidated because that woman make more than you so what she's still a woman she ain't better than you 
love to think because somebody made more money, but that same person making a hundred million dollars can get shot and die the same way you can. Exactly. Don't make nobody no better. So I feel like men have to have some power. But they won't know, like, hey, you know, I'm out here doing this. I'm not, I ain't hearing that. You know what I'm saying? Nah, Absolutely. Nah, definitely contributing. You crazy. What? Like man, I said, I'm cool. Hey, majority, I'll pay the mortgage and then the water lights. That's cool. Everything else, that's on you, boo. Man. You some extra you want them groceries? Go get them. That's on you. I provide the house. It's up to you to make it the nest. As long as I provide the shelter, you make it a home. 90% of marriage couples' money is spent by the woman. That is facts. So, if, all right, I, you can decorate. You can you can pick out what you can buy. Exactly. It ain't going to do no good at a couch. It ain't nowhere to put it. So men gotta start being assertive and and then guess what? You do that? Yes, daddy. Exactly. <laughs> split down, man. My sister been married to her husband for what five years now. They split it. She don't got no problem with it. He paid the big bills. She paid internet, stuff like that. He need cover shield, help on the rent. She ain't got no problem with that. But he take good care of her. You take care of a woman and you own your stuff as a man, you don't got no problem with money. That comes from from weak men. Absolutely. All the time is, yeah, you're supposed to be on her on your grind on your purpose, but every man not going to be a $100,000 man. Every man not going to make, some men going to have to work jobs to make $40,000. But you know what? Them men, how are you going to tell me it's men that make more money, but this man who make 40000 still married? But this man that make 80 can't keep a woman. Exactly. At 40, he on his stuff. His woman respects him. Exactly. See, money can get a woman through the door, but that don't guarantee she's going to stay. Exactly. That ain't going to guarantee she's going to respect you, but A prenup, if y'all have a child, she's going to get your money anyway, and she gone. So guess what? She can do what she want to, and you still paying her. And most times, when women get dudes with money and they boring, you know what she gonna do? She gonna get a young fun thing. Yep, it happens. Look at what Jada Pinkett did. You got the perfect man and will, but guess what? Jada don't do, got a whole bunch of acting jobs like she used to do. So she at home. That's why she started that podcast with her daughter. Exactly. But what we, but Will is still working. Will gone probably 90% of the year. So I'm at home, got all this money, got a good man. Yep. I'm bored. I, I want some loving. This young, this young handsome R&B singer up in my house, you think I ain't going to try him? It happens all that these these rich women be. You look at basketball wise, ain't none of them married. Heck no. You get a, a, these fine NBA players that all the women want, tall, dark, handsome, got all this money, and you still left. Man. When about money like they try to portray oh. it. Exactly. They just want to you can provide for them. But exactly. if money can do it square, she gonna leave you, dog. I don't care what nobody say. Oh Things yeah, all the time. Exactly. What? What is it? <laughs> Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, even yeah. Will Smith even said it. He Come on, it on the, at the, at the red table. He's like, man, I thought money, I thought status was gonna solve my problems. I was wrong. Think about it, bro. If you see these millionaires and then their wife done left them, 
Look at the new woman they get. They always be young, dumb bimbos. Exactly. They don't know nothing. That's there for the ride. These men, they don't never go to an older, uh, wise woman. They go get a dumb bimbo that they can manipulate and control. That's because a woman who got older, money don't do nothing for her. Money just matter when the woman younger and she go traveling and turn up and stuff. When she get older having kids, she don't trip like that. She want to make sure they're taken care of. So, exactly. of course, money is important in that aspect. But if you think about it, money can't be a big deal because all these girls out here sucking dick and, and, and having sex with multiple dudes and they be bummed. So how are you going to tell me money really matters? That's just a defense mechanism. Exactly. To keep certain dudes away. When, see, the thing is, dudes have failed to realize is women will say things to weed out the weak men. And that's oh, facts. Man, I ain't interested in you. You ain't tall enough. Da, 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 da. But when you on, on your confidence and you ain't, yeah. I hear that. You man. ain't no, taller than me. What you mean, taller than tall? What you mean? What you talking about, tall? You, and we, see, we both gonna need a chair, a chair to get the cereal. So you can do that anyway. Your number. You ain't man. you ain't phased by that bullcrap she talking about. Exactly. And see. That's one thing, like, you know, as, as a kid, of course it's going to bother a kid. But as I got older, bro, I stopped caring. You know, in college, you saw me doing what I was doing. Like, I realized, I'm like, man, this shit don't matter. Don't, you know what I mean? It don't matter. Like, like it do, but it, it nobody don't. cares about that stuff at the end of the day. No. Because, like I said, if, if you confident, if you believe in yourself, and, like I said, you handling your business, that's all that matters. That's it, man. Like a woman just want a a, a confident, assertive man who yeah. she can trust. If you got money, that don't mean she can trust you. Heck no. Like she want to know, like man, he got my back at the end of the day. Like I can pour into him, and I'll get back tenfold. He gonna make sure we good. He gonna come. What? Think about it. What woman gonna be with a man who got money, but he won't defend her honor? Exactly. Y'all in public and the man call her a B or something like that, and you just brush it off. Y'all gonna have an argument. Oh yeah, and that, that, that relationship nigga, ain't gonna last that long. Uh, that broke nigga who would kill somebody over her, she ain't going nowhere. Oh, he loved me. He'll kill somebody for me, girl. I ain't leaving him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I know. They like I to know. feel protected. <laughs> yeah. That that over trumps money, man. Exactly. And see, and see, that's one thing that I wish people would really understand. Like, if if, if people sat down and, and reflected and just be more observant, they realize, man, like, if 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 they really watching the world and watching their surroundings, they realize money don't mean, excuse my language, don't, money don't mean shit. Like I said, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, all these rich people getting divorced. It don't mean nothing. Oh, every last one of them, all of them. You know what I mean? Like money don't make you happy. Money don't buy doesn't bring security on the on the level that your wife or your your partner needs. You know what I mean? Because prime example, uh, what's her, I don't even know her name, but Jeff Bezos' wife, she got with somebody completely opposite of him, and she happy. Yes, he don't he he ain't no billionaire. I don't even think he a millionaire, but she feels safe and secure, and she's happy. And I yeah. wish people would be more observant of that. I said, man, 
Do y'all not realize money ain't everything? People don't care about this. You can't take it with you. You know what I mean? I was like, hey, if you can stand, just like you said, if you can stand up for, if you can, you know, be a be assertive, stand your ground and handle your business, she ain't going nowhere. Nah, man, she gonna she gonna stay, man. It's just dudes got, and, and I mean, you know, to be frank, it's a lot of weak men out here. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of women get those weak men and draw up a, a, a idea of the type of man she needs. You know what I'm saying? A lot of men ain't going to protect your honor. A lot of men ain't going to stand up for you. A lot of men are not going to be there when you're going through your crap. They're going to leave. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and so it's like, okay, y'all going to be that. Well, you got to have money then. You can, you can, you can leave me and not defend my honor, but you got to have some money. You got to have the big penis, you know? Yeah. So they'll draw up <laughs> stuff. Whereas man. the stuff they really want, they haven't been able to get. And I can't tell you women I was with that, man, you just so different. I never had nobody care about me like that. And all I did was I was courteous. I cared. I, you know, I, I ain't going to say I had to defend them because, you know, nothing crazy popped off, but I was caring yeah. about confidence in us. But see, um, see, that was them. enough. Yeah. And it, it, I ain't never had a whole bunch of money. You know, may never have it, but, yeah. you know, comes to women, you got to know you before you know her. You exactly. know, aren't as complicated as they come across. They exactly. just do things to see if you're going to stay. A woman that want to know, when I was watching this lady, she was in jail from when she was 17 to when she was 30. A woman's prison, of course. And when she got out, she started counseling uh, young women. And what she said was, she said that no woman has sex with a man and expects him to just get up and leave. Not saying that she expects a relationship right then or she knows what it's going to turn out, but a woman don't, it's not in a woman to lay with a man and be okay with him just being like, all right, I'll call you. Like, no, she said, we're not wired like that. She said, a woman wants to know you're going to stick around. You're going to stay. Like, I have friends who, a homeboy of mine told me that his girl, he was with her for a long time before she gave it up. And, you know, he didn't get up frustrated. He just, you know, was patient. And when she finally did, she was like, I just wanted to see if you was going to stay. You know, yep. gave it up. And some women going to test you like that. They're going to see, like, or do you just want, you just after this, or are you really going to care about me? I really feel like so many women want to be cared about. Like, money got a factor into it, but it's not the deciding factor. We always try to make it the deciding factor. Like, you can have money and be a lame. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'd be boring. You can have money and not show her affection. If you just buy her Gucci all the time, you ain't giving her the affection she needs or the love. One day. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because, and that's one thing, like, people think they can buy happiness. Man, you're going to keep buying shit all the time. Like, that's something that's that's, like, it's never going to end. You know what I mean? And I wish people would realize, I'm like, look, that shit ain't gonna make you happy. That's not gonna make your wife happy. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I was like, no, just time. Just spend time with her. Get to, I, and I think this is another thing, too. Get to know your partner on some real shit. Mm-hmm. Get to know them. People don't know their partner. And I and I think during COVID, that got exposed. Because right. people was at the house all day. You can't go to work. So you had to sit with a person all day. People, and, and, and that's another one I, I think a lot of people wanted to go back to work. Because they was like, man, this is, 
get to know your partner. Go out and live. I don't think people are going out to live. I think people just go home to go to work. Go home to go to work, eat. Go home to go to work, eat, watch TV. No, you got to get out there and live. You got to be spontaneous. You got to be like, okay, hey, today we're going indoor skydiving. She's like, what? You got to do stuff that's exciting. That's not saying you got to go out and hurt yourself or do no crazy shit, but just do something that's worthwhile. You know what I mean? Bring, bring and do things that will create memories forever. Have a threesome. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah, man! Look, if you if your wife, your partner, cool with that, man, she a keeper. Actually, like I ain't gonna say the name, but I actually know somebody that told they they partnered to do that, mm. and they said no. I said, I said, oh hell no, but I said, <laughs> and they wouldn't do it. Man, who knows? No, bro, she. She told me. She was like, no, I told him it's okay. I said, what? I said, did he do it? He's like, nah. I was like, what? Are you serious? She said, yeah, I'm cool with it. I said, hot damn, bro. I was like, this is crazy. Here, I'm going to be kind of skeptical. I I have to keep asking for a couple months while I did it. You sure? Yeah. (laughs) Are you sure? Man, it's bro, it's been about like no lie. I think it's been about almost close to a year. And it was even recently where she was like, if you gotta go out there and do what he need to do, he need to go out there and do it. It's not gonna bother me, but he just need to go out there and do it. I said, damn. Yeah. Okay. And he and he won't do it. Kudos to him. <laughs> that's what I said. I said, "Damn, he's a good one." Good Lord, I said, "You and, and I, I said, you give the man an okay to go do something or join a threesome." What? Yeah, man, that's a that's a tough one to deny. But yeah. oh yeah, because a lot of times that could be a trap too. So I think people got to be paying attention to that. Yeah, you gonna know, what? You really did it. I thought you were playing. Oh, see? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Man. Cause uh dang. Man, who was it? I think nah, I can't I can't even remember the exact situation, so I ain't gonna bring it up. But it was funny though. I was like, man, look. I was like, I said, man, I think people need to be mindful about them traps. Cause good lord, boy. Yeah, man, be wise. Don't be a fool. Nah, man. I feel like you can have fun and that to that point. I think you know, relationships, you got to explore your partner. You know, identify what they like and don't like. And, And I think that's a whole nother thing, too, like I think people are very intrigued by sex, but don't know sex, if that makes sense. I think people just know that, like, the basics. And, like, some of the females that I've talked in the past, these past couple months, they was like, um, they just want to teach people about sex. And I'm like, 
what you feel like people don't know sex? She's like, I know people don't know sex because it's the same shit every time. I said, damn. I said, okay. And I think that's something that both both like both people in a relationship need to explore. Like, okay, hey, you know, chase a great type situation or whatever, whatever y'all into. But you know, just keep it always spicy. Never keep it dull, man. Just like you said, like people don't like boring. So I I think that's something that will always keep a spark in relationship. As lo- as long as you keep uh, doing things that's fun, like. Prime example, see, I got six uh, game cards. Man, look, I'm going to show you later. This thing got over a thousand different positions, man. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, some of them I didn't know you can do, but apparently you can. Mm. You know, but like stuff like that, you know, just keep it intrigued, spicy, and just, you know, always keep their attention on both sides. Not just, you know, man to a woman, but a woman to a man too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But respect their boundaries at the same time because certain things is off limits. Yeah. Damn, well, we had a deep discussion tonight, man. Heck yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. I just looked at the, uh, whatchamacallit? You actually what? No, I just looked at the, uh, the um the recording. Yeah. Oh, we doing good. Yeah, man. We've been we've been on it today. Um but I, I think it only goes to two hours, so we might want to go ahead and wrap this thing up. Gotcha. Man. We talk. Uh, we appreciate everybody for yeah. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you. The conversation. Well, this is the first of many. We don't necessarily have a set schedule, I guess, whenever we free. <laughs> so we hope y'all enjoyed it and really got a, a, a in-depth look at, at, at me and Julian and Julius and how we think and how we go about life. Like I said, we're excited to do this and we look to get into more in-depth topics down the road and, and mental health is something that we, we're also an advocate for. Absolutely. And if y'all may have any uh, questions or topics that y'all would love for us to talk about, something that's on y'all's heart as well, um, you can contact us on our social media, which we'll provide in the, in the uh, description of the podcast where you'll always have it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, um, I'd like to thank everybody. And uh, this concludes the the conversation podcast for tonight. Uh, so we look forward to the next time we can talk to y'all. And uh, salutations and good night to everybody. Good night. Good night.